This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Auburn University is known for its athletics. We know that. We know we talk about football, basketball, baseball, and so many other uh, varsity sports, what they'd be called. But what is often forgotten is there are many sports on campus that are what are considered club teams that are just as awesome and just as valuable to take in and get to know each and every year. And we have the privilege today on E2C Network to talk to an individual from one of those club teams. If you're a fan of football and the rough and tumble of that, I can imagine that you might be interested in this sport as well, the sport of rugby. We're going to be discussing that getting to know the program and an individual from that program. So today on ETC Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience, I'm happy to welcome Nick Prather. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much. I've uh, had the opportunity to talk to Nick a few times, get to know him and know his passion for not only the sport, but this club team as well. And uh, to school me personally, but hopefully some of these listeners out there as well, that need to know a little bit more about the the sport and the club team. So Nick, first of all, let's just give you an opportunity to just talk a little bit about yourself, your background, and then maybe how you're connected to the sport. Yeah, Kyle. So, um, so I'm Nick Prather. Like you said, I'm a fourth year veterinary student at Auburn. Um, I started playing the game at a Catholic Jesuit high school in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is where I'm from. Um, from there, I was recruited by the University of Kentucky. Uh, to attend there to play rugby as well as pursue a degree in animal sciences. Um, and then if I'm not sure if you know this, but kids from Kentucky go to Auburn for veterinary school. That's been a thing since mm-hmm. uh, like a contractual agreement with the yep. state since the seventies. So that's what brought me to Auburn. Um, I've played the game in, in many places for many teams, uh, you know, high school, kind of like basketball with the AAU programs. Mm-hmm. Um, rugby has a similar or baseball, same thing has rugby has a similar um, setup where, you know, you would play for our high school teams, play for Midwest teams. Uh, and then, you know, of course, play for you know, all American teams, all state teams, stuff like that. Um, but then as far as my international experience, um, when I was in college, I was lucky enough to be sent to New Zealand for a summer uh, to train with one of the professional teams there. They have a international, it was called the International High Performance Unit, um, where I was one of 20 kids um, selected to go play and train in New Zealand in Christchurch, um, which was home of the Crusaders, which essentially is like the Patriots of the professional league over there. And then yeah, everybody, <laughs> right. And everybody knows the, uh, the all blacks are kind of when people think yep. about rugby, they know the New Zealand all blacks. So the all blacks are an all-star team, just like our Olympic basketball team is all-star team between the NBA teams. Um, the all blacks are an all-star team between what's called super rugby, which is the, uh, New Zealand, Australian, South African league. Um, obviously the All Blacks are all-star team of the seven or eight um, New Zealand teams and the Crusaders are hosting this camp are like the Patriots of that league. Wow. So, uh, and so like they always win and one third of their players play for All Blacks. So anyway, they hosted the camp and I was one of 20 kids, like I said, um, 10 of us were American and then 10 were from all over the world. Uh, I can say I have a friend in just about every, in every country just about um that you know people would want to go to um throughout europe and africa um and then you know i i funny enough 
Uh, I'm one of, I think, two guys of that whole camp that actually aren't playing professionally to some extent. Um, wow. So, uh, right. But, yeah, so that, that's, that's a little bit about me. Um, when I came to Auburn, uh, you know, I didn't really think that much about coaching. Um, it was actually something that I just got into because, you know, Grand Veterinary School is, is, is tough. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. I have no reason to complain. But, um, you know, I needed something. I'd never been in school without participating in a sport. And, unfortunately, uh, Auburn University's rugby football program uh, has had some, some years of success, but those, those years have been few and far between with most of them coming in the, uh, the late 90s and early 2000s and then as far back as the 70s. So there was this gap between about 2010 to uh, pretty much to, to, 20, to 2020 um, where the, you know, the team wasn't necessarily super successful. Um, so when I first came out, you know, my expectations were, were not, not, not the highest. I mean, not even for myself, considering I had never, you know, never coached anything. But um, Auburn being the great institution that it is, uh, there were a lot of kids at the university that had played the game before, either in grade school or high school or, or both, um, that unfortunately, you know, their freshman year did not come out for the team um, because of what they would say, lack of organization. And then sophomore year was COVID. And then, of course, so then junior year was their, their first year coming out. And um, as well as some freshmen. Uh, so, yeah, we have, uh, we have kids from, from everywhere in the country. But, yeah, no, I mean, as far as me, um, I mean, that, that, that's, that's my background. I played at, like I said, University of Kentucky. And um, we had a lot of success there. Our school, I guess I should mention, when I was there, the school was transitioning into what they are now, which is the, a semi-varsity program um, okay. you know, because of Title IX. Uh, but what it means is, you know, like, we are on scholarship. Um, you know, they obviously pay for the whole New Zealand trip. The coaches are contracted by the campus recreation department. Um, they have a budget. Um, they recruit heavily. Um, so I wanted to bring some of those organizational skills and organizational um, aspects of the program that I used to be part of to Auburn. So that, that's a little bit of a maybe a long-winded version of um, – uh, of, of my involvement in, in, in the game, but that's what brought me to Auburn. No, that's a great uh, background for yourself. And obviously a little bit into the program as well uh, by way of Kentucky. And yeah, I was aware of the the whole dynamic between vet school students and um, Auburn and all that stuff. Obviously we're very fond uh, of our vet school here and would uh, argue that it's the best, if not one of the best in the South alone. Uh, but getting back to the sport of rugby, you brought up some big things that I personally am aware of, even as someone who's not you know, very well versed in the sport. I knew about the All Blacks. I knew about New Zealand being kind of a mecca for the sport and it being a very big international sport. So it sounds to me like you have brought not only organizational skills from your previous stint playing at Kentucky, but also you have brought a wealth of experience that goes beyond the United States internationally. And so you've seen a lot of how rugby is played at all different levels and all different systems. And you, it sounds to me like you're pretty well equipped, equipped to tackle this, this program and continue to build it up. Cause as you kind of laid out, it's had an up and down history in terms of success and maybe had some more success in the past. And maybe COVID was a great way to restart things in a sense. So where is your, uh, give me, give me a little background on the program as we sit right now. How do we feel about things? What's the outlook of the team? Anything that just comes to mind about uh, rugby club team at Auburn? 
Right. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. So yes. Um. So the team right now, I guess we'll talk about the NFL. Talk about the team a couple of years ago when we took over. Like I said, uh, you know, I thought I was becoming onto a team that had maybe two or three players that have played before. Um, and I'll never forget the. And admittedly, as as a coach, um, I mean personally, I think that you know the coaches who I'll talk about a little bit, but the coaches I have around me that I'm so lucky to have around me are are, are certainly better coaches than I. But uh, and admittedly, I'm not the best coach at teaching the game. Some of my other coaches are, to some of the new kids that we have come out, which we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I am not. So uh, I'm more of a you know step five to six kind of guy, not so much a step zero to four. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I thought I was going to have to do at this program. So I was, you know, admittedly nervous. And I'll never forget the um, – it wasn't the first practice. It was the second practice. First practice was a little bit more introductory and just fitness and actually storm, so we had to leave early. But the second practice, uh, I had all the kids around about – we had about 30 kids out there and had them all around the circle. I was just going over the basic laws of the game. So the first thing, the first rule of rugby is they're called laws, not rules. They say back in – you know, back in England, rugby England, which is a town outside of London, um, you, you know, some it was a group of lawyers. After you know, each school had their own individual game, almost like gym class, uh, and you know, each school played a little bit differently. Well, in the town of you know, some games are more similar to soccer, and you know, in the town of rugby, they had their own version of it. And the 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 legend is that you know that there was a group of lawyers um, that you know came people with a law background that said that you know they want these to be called laws, not rules. But uh, we can get into that, the history. There's a couple other legends as far as the start of the game that some are true, some aren't. But When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, like I said, I thought I would have two or three kids that played before. And so I have everyone in a group in a circle and about, you know, it's a 50 meter line and, and uh, I'm going over the basic laws of the game. And I'll never forget, you know, look at this point, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm stuttering, all this other stuff. And I'm looking at these kids and they just look so disinterested. Uh, you know, I see like people shrugging their shoulders, kind of rolling their eyes, not disrespectfully, but just like, you know, right. what are we doing? Uh, and it, it dawned on me. I'm like, you know what, this program, hasn't really been around in two years. I'm just going to see how many kids I've have that I have right now that played before. Well, I said, well, you know, how many of you guys played before? And sure enough, about 26 hands went up. Uh, you know, so when I thought I was going to have two or three kids that played before, I, it was more like I had two or three that have not. So immediately I'm like, all right, we're going into, you know, going to a one three three one with a certain offensive set, um, and we're going to do a little bit more advanced stuff. So I like to think that I got very, very lucky uh, coaching this program. Um, and having that, I used to always say, like, it's almost like God wanted me to be there because it seemed like every week we had a new kid come out and he was not new to the game. Like he had been playing since at least fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth grade at the very latest high school, um, from all states all over the country. Um, cause that's what Auburn does. We recruit mm-hmm. great people from all over the country. Well um, so the team ended up, uh, you know, that first year we, you know, the team had consistently been last in the SEC D2. The SEC divided for rugby, SCRC is what they call South, Southern, Southeastern Collegiate Rugby Conference. Um, they moved, when I was at University of Kentucky, my junior year, they decided to break it up in D1, D2. So the semi-varsity teams, which at the time and 
for the most part still are. It was Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, um, Alabama at the time. They're kind of revamping their stuff. They just hired a new coach who's excellent. Uh, um, but um, at the time, they were excellent, too. Had two guys that are now professionals. Um, and then uh, Kennesaw State, same thing. They're a little bit rebuilding. But they moved them to D1, and Clemson's actually moved into the SCRC for rugby. And they put the teams that you know didn't have the opportunity scholarship, didn't have a bunch of alumni and sports boosters like they do, didn't have the ability to recruit kids from high school camps starting you know as a sophomore like I was when I started talking to my coaches at UK. Um, they moved them down to Division Two. So Auburn was in the Division Two of the SCRC, and they had consistently finished last. Um, teams like Memphis, Georgia Tech um, had consistently finished first, and um, so we went into that season. Some people knew I was coaching. Uh, you know, having coaching in the same conference I played in, I knew a lot of people within the conference, and a lot of people knew me. Uh, some for good reasons, some for not. Um, I was a little bit of an outlandish player at UK. Um, I like <laughs> to think I've calmed down in my coaching days, but um, there were people that, uh, you know, some people were excited to hear I was coaching, and, uh, you know, some people were excited because they're proud of me, and some people were excited because they couldn't wait to, uh, you know, get back at me for something. Get the shot at you, yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> so that team, we rolled in and um, into the season, and nobody knew anything about us. Nobody knew that we were going to be good. They assumed Auburn was just going to be the same old Auburn over the past 10 years, um, which was known for really good athletes and no rugby IQ mm -hmm. and no consistency, no organization, no organizational offense or defensive structure, just athleticism that and if, if you know, want to know one thing about the sport of rugby, it's, it's IQ beats athleticism every time in the game. The whole game is a chess match, uh, which makes coaching it fun. So anyway, we surprised a lot of teams that year. Uh, during the regular season, we won. Uh, we only lost one game. We tied Georgia Tech. Uh, unfortunately, rugby's European sport, so there's ties, which I'm not a fan of. But uh, <laughs> amen, then, brother. I feel you on right, that one. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, but then uh, we lost to Memphis by one try. So in in rugby, you know, the scoring similar football except a try, which is you know, a touchdown is worth five and then the extra points worth two and you kick it from where you touch it down. It's actually why football is called a touchdown because um, mm -hmm. they used to follow the same rules. But yep. um, anyway, we lost to Memphis, but then we managed to get a playoff spot first time since 2013, I believe, for Auburn. Um, and we beat Georgia Tech on Friday night um, with 30 seconds left. We scored uh, in front of a packed crowd, packed house at Auburn at the Sportsplex on Len Morrison. And then we rolled into Memphis, the team we lost to, and uh, we the game wasn't it wasn't close. Um, so then we got a spot in the USA Rugby Division Two National Championship game against Montana State. Which I mean, if you right when people think of the state of Montana, people playing rugby, you think of guys' legs that are the size of tree trunks and a bunch of kids <laughs> that are uh, you know used to climbing up and down mountains all day. And uh, you know, I, I mean that respectfully, of course. That's a, no, a I understand. Staff we highly respect, but that's exactly what they were. Um, they had a fly half and a fullback, which fullback in rugby is completely opposite of what it is in American football. But um, it's more of the guy that catches all the kicks, almost like free safety, but catches all kicks and can kick back. Um, their fullback was nationally renowned. Um, but we ended up winning that game, too, and won the D2 National Championship on the USA rugby side. Um, so that surprised a lot of people. It surprised the school. It got us a lot more support. Um, so then last year, you know, luckily we only lost three kids that year. Now they were – three extremely good players that were actually pursued by professional programs. And one of them 
Nico Spino ended up being our uh, our backs coach, our backline coach. He actually played professionally the game of sevens, which is um, seven on seven is the form of rugby that's in the Olympics. Um, that's more of a, like a three on three basketball versus regular rugby is 15 on 15. Um, but he uh, he played that. Um, but so we only lost three guys. So the next year um, we ended up we actually switched divisions. We moved to uh, there's two collegiate divisions in, in rugby. Uh, the college landscape of rugby, there has been some controversy as far as USA Rugby's role, um, especially among smaller schools. So they actually folded and restructured. And when they restructured, a group of other people went and made their organization called National Collegiate Rugby, which stole a lot of schools, um, rightfully so. So we actually moved into that division, which is a little bit different of a setup. Instead of a BCS style, you know, more number one, number two play for a national championship, sure. or it's more of a FCS style of a, of a playoff round of 16. Um, we won the conference again. Um, we were ranked as high as number five in Division II um, nationally. Um, and unfortunately, um, we lost in the, in the first round of the round of 16 um, to a, a good Loyola team, uh, very well coached. But um, and let's just say there were, there were some injuries that had, you know, the coach staff could have been better, players could have been better. Some injuries, um, some issues with players being able to play due to the previous um, school engagement arrangements that not of not of my players' choices, sure. um, but of uh, the school's choices, which is one of the frustrating things of being a club program. Um, so anyway, so that brings us to this year. So because of some of those those issues, um, the team is actually independent right now. So the team is in limbo. So the answer, finally, answer your question. Um, the program Auburn being as big of a school as it is, the league would like us to be move up to Division One. The problem with that is our program is not financially ready for that. You know, we have great alumni. I love them. Um, we have even have alumni there in the Sports Booster program. Um, Howard Porter is one of our top donors, and he's, uh, you know, Porter Properties. You go around Auburn, you see Porter Properties everywhere. Um, you know, Howard's a big donor to the, to the other sports programs as well. Um, a real estate guy locally here. Um, but I always say, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Clemson, South Carolina – they have they have ten Howards. They have ten Mr. Porters. Uh, wow. They they have budgets that are significantly higher than ours. Um, so right now the team is in limbo. We're actually we're playing independent V two. Um, so what that looks like is we'll play a team division two SCRC schedule, um, and then we'll play a bowl game at the end of the year. And our goal is to create the infrastructure with the school and the alumni to develop um, a program that has the funding and the financial resources to do some of those things that those division one teams get as well as a better relationship with the school, which you know, is progressing slowly, but successfully um, to move up to the division where, you know, a school like Auburn should be at. Yeah. Um, that being said, we, uh, we were able to recruit 10 freshmen. Um, we don't have a whole lot of money to give. What we do though, is we use externship opportunities with our alumni um, and possible housing situations that we can help the kids with. Um, and we were able to get 10 kids from all around the country to come here to Auburn, not to mention the school sales itself, um, where, you know, them and their parents were you know pretty set on two or three schools. And really the only thing that was different between us and those other schools is the way that the, uh, the rugby program, you know, treated them as far as a hospitality standpoint and what we could offer their, their you know, sons um, as far as development is not only as players, but as young men. So sure. that's what the season looks like right now. Um, 
the team's looking strong. We started practicing last week. Um, and, yeah, so we're looking to uh, looking to go, you know, continue the tradition of winning that we've had the last two years and, uh, you know, see what the offseason brings as far as the development of the program from the financial and uh, logistical side of things. Well, you gave us a great breakdown of uh, the most recent history, especially of what's been going on with the team. And uh, it sounds like, uh, as with most things, we, this should be a call to the Auburn family to come out and support in general, you know, whether it's to watch games. But is there a way that uh, just fans in general or people that are maybe interested in supporting the rugby team can support them financially? Yeah, yeah yes, sir. Um, so if you go to our Instagram, it's just Auburn Rugby. Um, there is a link on there. Well, there's two links. There's one link for our team shop. We get a little bit of Victory Designs, a local company in Opelika. Great, great Christian ran company, Auburn people, um, wonderful people over there. They make a lot of our gear because um, they have the Auburn licensure licensing, obviously. They do a lot of fraternity and sorority stuff here at Auburn as well. Uh, and then there's another link that just has our um, our main bank account. Um, that you can donate to, um, and, and I can provide that with you after, after this interview. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's our primary mode of, of, of donations right now. Um, we're working on coming up with fundraisers and stuff like that, but that'll probably be taken care of more in the off season. But yeah, the answer to your question, yes. Yeah. That, that link is available on our Instagram. Yeah. We'll make sure we get some of those things available here, uh, in connection with this, this podcast episode. It's great to hear. And what I would say to the Auburn family that's listening to this now, as you've done on so many occasions, whether it's with you know, varsity sports, whether it is with some school that you have a connection to at Auburn, uh, or whether it's some semi-pro team, I've seen semi-pro team. We've seen, you know, a semi-pro basketball league literally adopt an Auburn moniker and a in a logo and stuff because they saw the connection to former players so that is my call to the auburn family is that if you are a fan of the game of rugby and want to see this uh this team continue to flourish this program continue to grow like it needs to be and should uh, as you so well pointed out please uh, support the team as you can with our time left i do want to kind of give us an actual little preview of what to look forward to this season you kind of gave us what the team and the program looks like at the start of this but let's look at the schedule a little bit here and just briefly let me run through it for folks the ones i have listed uh right now uh coming up first we on september 2nd we've got at spring hill college uh september 9th uh versus mississippi state September 16th at Georgia Tech, September 23rd versus Tennessee Tech, September 30th at Kentucky. Um, and that will be played at Kennesaw State. Uh, Saturday, October 21st at Ole Miss, October 28th at Memphis, November 4th uh, at home versus Valdosta State. And then obviously a bowl game to be announced November 11th to the 18th that week. Is that still the schedule as of right now? Yes. Yes, sir. Excellent. It's so worth, uh... Worth noting, all the games are at um, 12, 12 Central Time. 12 Central Time, and great even to bring up here. You mentioned it very quickly, but I want to be sure that fans know where to come watch you guys when you're on campus. Where specifically is the location located? So it's at uh, 811 Lem Morrison Drive. Um, it's at the Auburn Sportsplex. You'll see the goalposts. Um, it's right next to the AGR house and some of the other fraternity houses um, on, that, on that little road on Lem Morrison. Excellent. So that's where you need to come and check the the games out. What I often tell the people um, is when you're coming to campus for a specific event, um, you know, say it was a soccer match or something, make sure you check out what else is going on, not just the varsity level, but the club level, because there's a lot more to take in at Auburn 
than just your event that you're coming to. I always say that Auburn is best experience when you can do a lot of things all at once and get the full Auburn experience. And this is a great example to do that. So um, really briefly, give me when we just broke down that schedule, you know, you got names like Spring Hill, common names like Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Memphis. Who are the teams, maybe the games that you would point out, Nick, that fans should be paying attention to, looking for the results, but maybe looking to attend to? Yeah, Kyle. So uh, I know right off the bat that September 23rd against Tennessee Tech, that's our uh, our alumni. We're trying to make it an alumni weekend, but also a parents weekend um, for our program. Um, and then, you know, so our main, our main rivalries, <laughs> unfortunately, this year um, are again, well, every year, but unfortunately this year they're both away, but Georgia Tech and Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two uh, heavyweights of the program. Um, obviously Georgia Tech's a little bit closer than Memphis is. And last year, you know, we had them home for both games, just like we will next year. But, um, so as far as this year goes though, um, yeah, I mean, Mississippi States, uh, you know, they're a well-funded program. Um, they're kind of, uh, on the upswing. Um, I would say that, but the most fun game for fans is probably that, that September 23rd Tennessee Tech game. Um, just because we'll have a lot more people there. Um, we tend to get a big following from the local fraternities on campus because uh, they know some of our players. Um, so, yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, pro- unfortunately our two strongest games are away this year. It's unfortunate how that works out. Because right. um, last year the home game against Memphis was a, was a big game for us, and we ended up winning pretty big too. Um, very, very big, and we had a large following. But, that uh, yeah, that Saturday, September 23rd game against Tech- Tennessee Tech, uh, I'd say that would be the game that the fans would love to come to if they want to see the full Auburn rugby experience. It's got kind of a, it sounds to me like a homecoming type of feel. If it's alumni weekend, that type of yeah. everybody coming back together and kind of feeling the, all the good stuff about uh, obviously your school, but your, your program as well. So Tennessee tech, September 23rd is a big one that he points out to you. The big rivalry, uh, what I heard Georgia tech, not too far from actually where I reside, uh, but and it's at Georgia Tech. But let me tell you, folks, I know I'm speaking to all the Atlanta folks and surrounding areas and suburbs not too far outside of the perimeter of Atlanta. That's not a far drive. I just went to a volleyball match at Georgia Tech yesterday as of recording the show. So I know how easily it is to get down there, how easy it is to get on uh, to the campus and check that out. So come support the team out at Georgia Tech, especially if they're as good as a program as as Nick has been talking about right now. You know, that's going to be a good match that you don't want to miss out. Obviously Memphis a little bit further away, like you pointed out, but I know that we've got a good contingency of Auburn fans out there as well. So those are a couple of the games that you want to look for some opportunities to watch uh, this team, to see how this year continues in that progression that you already laid out for us, Nick. So with maybe final thoughts, what are some last minute things or anything about the season, the schedule program that you'd like to impart upon the audience? Yeah, Kyle. So, uh, you know, a big thing with the game is um, it's a fun game to watch because it's free flowing. There's not a whole lot of stoppages. It's uh, it's two 40 minute highs with a 15 minute halftime. Um, the scoring is similar to football, where it's five for a try, um, which is like a touchdown, and two for the extra point. Um, and then uh, you know, field goal if the other team a pay, we call a penalty kick or a, you know, a kick for goal. Um, that's three, just like football. A lot of the laws are similar. Um, it's a fun game to come watch because it is, I mean, it, it is, it's 95 minutes total if you include the halftime. Um, and there's not a whole lot of stoppages unless for injury. Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's a fun, quick, uh, 
day activity that you can go watch something exciting. Admission's free. Um, it's a big thing. Admission is free as, mm-hmm. as a club sport. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, we're gaining support and, you know, we can promise it's going to be entertaining. It's not a, it's not a boring sport to watch. Um, yeah. it's a very, very exciting sport to watch. Um, and then, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's, a it's a family friendly event. Um, you can bring, um, you know, you can bring your family, your kids, your, your, your girlfriends, your wives, everybody, everybody's involved. You know, it's something that, you know, your grandma down to the youngest child in your family, uh, will enjoy to watch. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, we, yeah. we appreciate the support and, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun thing to come, come see an up and coming program. And that's the thing that I want to take away from this too, for folks is it's really good to jump on board when a program's on the rise. Obviously it's very valuable. You can jump on at any point, but this is a good time to, to start investing in broadening your Auburn experience outside of what we started off talking about this episode, the big three sports and even beyond that. Uh, this is a good opportunity to jump in, support them in person, support them from afar, support them maybe financially, because Auburn rugby, as should anything that has the Auburn name attached to it, should be the best in the country because we are the best little family. We're a big family in the in the country as it is. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the uh, the assistant coaches I have on my staff that uh, you know, make our team go around um, and be as successful as it is. So we have our associate head coach. Um, Dale Hartman. Dale Hartman is a PhD student in biosystems engineering at Auburn University. Um, he is South African. Uh, you know, we run a very South African system, both on offense and defense, Auburn University. My collegiate coaches were South African. So um, we very much so value him. He was actually the captain of Arkansas State's team where he came to the United States to play the Arkansas State, a varsity program. Um, when they beat Life University out of Atlanta, which is historically the best team in the country and a feeder team for the national team, um, and the, all the pro teams. And then in Lindenwood, who's another varsity school um, that, you know, the, these two teams used to run the divisions and he was the captain of the team that, that beat them. Um, then we have uh, Jason Marks. Jason Marks is another South African born kid that, uh, a kid, he's my age, but guy that um is here he's the one of the regional managers for the new barley hotel uh, he graduated in international hospitality and uh, originally worked in university hotel and now has worked his way up to working at the laurel hotel um so if you're ever there ask for jason marks um and he is more of a position specific coach um and then uh we have sam parks who is you know the old man in the group but he's young at heart he's uh technically the we call him our team president our team gm i guess you could call him um he is a lawyer by trade for one of the local alumni we have here um and he is from california which we all know is or a lot of people know is a rugby mecca for the united states um he went to ucla for law school did some rugby there and then actually went to oxford in england for his maritime law degree which is the type of law he practiced primarily and um played and coached in 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 england as well which as we know is where rugby was founded um and so yes without without those coaches uh, you know our program would be where it's at you know the same thing with what i said i felt like god wanted me to do it um you know because all the players that came out you know all these players that I've played before i'm the same thing with my coaching staff uh, you know i thought it was just going to be a one-man show and instead i have those three wonderful coaches that uh that helped me out and honestly do better than i did so 
that's all I just wanted to add. I appreciate your time, Kyle. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, talking about a little bit about your history with the game, your leadership of this program, what we've got to look forward to in this upcoming season, and we're going to watch earnestly to see how it continues going forward. So good luck to you, the team. Thank you so much for joining us. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.